Questions of life and of death have bombarded us in recent weeks. Hard questions, persistent questions, complex moral, political, and theological questions, which for most Americans really do not have simple, absolute, clear answers. What we have is a kind of blender into which many different ingredients are being thrown and we're not sure at all what the outcome is going to be. Some examples. Local housing. What is to become of a hundred or so of our neighbors who've been given a month to move out of their apartments so they can be remodeled? Terrorism. Thus far this year, there have been at least 236 terrorist attacks, 14 in the last week, most of them carried out by radical jihadist organizations. How do we make sense of this? And how do we address the root causes? Gun violence. There have been 11,547 violent incidents involving firearms in this country this year, resulting in 2,936 deaths and 5,889 injuries. And of those who died, 125 were children and 660 were teenagers. 55 of the incidents were mass shootings. How can we prevent gun violence? War. Serious civil war is the most serious humanitarian crisis of our time. Half the country's pre-war population of more than 11 million people have been killed or forced to flee their homes. The United Nations predicts there could be 4.7 million registered Syrian refugees, half of them children, by the end of this year. Where will they go? Will they ever be allowed to return to the country they call home? Religious extremism, discrimination, discriminatory legislation, political polarization, access to health care and mental health care, human trafficking, racism, bigotry, the list goes on and on. And then we have wrestled with questions of life and death and death involving Jesus of Nazareth. Somehow miraculously in spite of his followers, the message has been passed on to us that to fulfill God's promise of salvation, he suffered, was crucified, died, and buried, and on the third day, he rose victorious over death. All this, we are told, is for our sake and for the sake of all the world. Because in God's opinion, life is precious. Life is precious. And that is the unique God's eye Easter perspective that has been handed on to us. 
It is a perspective formed by a message that has profound moral, political, and theological implications in the face of all our questions. Life is precious. That is the message of Easter. It is not so much an answer as it is a witness to a reality, a viewpoint, a conclusion that can only be fully attained by faith. It begins when we take the moral and intellectual risk of trusting a God who creates life and assigns a preciousness to life beyond what we can imagine. Such trust allows us to embrace the hope-filled message of resurrection on the basis that life is too precious to God for death to be allowed to have the last word. Job asked, if a person dies, will he live again? And we have a sense of a need for Job to resolve that question in a way that allows his hope to conquer his despair. And when he does resolve in the laboratory of his soul, he says, as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth and after my awaking he will raise me up and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see him who is my friend and not a stranger. It is the perspective of Easter people that our homeless neighbors, victims of terrorism, war, gun violence, and ourselves will see that same friend in the continuation of life beyond the mystery of death. And that friend, the risen Christ, calls us Easter people to bring that perspective, that Easter faith to bear on the questions, to bring to bear on the hurts of our neighbors throughout the world. The psalmist said, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Presumably that means that God knows a lot more about death than we know. It is a matter of perspective, you see. God is looking at life and death from another point of view, from the other side, as it were. And when we live in him, we live his life. That is the meaning of eternal life. It's not just about pie in the sky, by and by when I die. It's about a life that is lived inside and with the life of God. Seeing things through God's eyes, from God's point of view, makes such a difference in our Easter faith and such a difference in the world. Think of what such faith and hopefulness has done and still can do for the life we share with God's children on this planet, in this nation, in this valley. I don't know too much about the faith of those pioneers who came to Jackson Hole and transformed it into a habitable place, but they sure had some. 
that faith built this church. It guided their lives. It sustained them through war and storm and fire. It brought the first physician and established a hospital. Faith is important here. Many of those at the center of building this community and this state have called St. John's their spiritual home. They took the message they got here seriously and they exported the results. I received an email message from a friend in this community of faith the other day in which he succinctly sums this up. He writes, I suggest to all that if society took the importance of their neighbor as equally important as the memory of this significant signature holiday, the world would be a significantly better community. Life is precious. The Creator has provided limitless resources and placed them at the disposal of those who are willing to risk squandering them to make the point that life is precious. By taking life-affirming, death-defying action to partner with God in the ongoing process of creation and its redemption. Jesus showed us how. And his crucifixion is a stark reminder of what can happen when you confront the forces of inertia and the forces of darkness. But the empty tomb on the other side of that cross affirms that life is precious to God. And God won't let death have the last word. We cast that news into the blender to contribute hope and affirmation of the preciousness of life from the Easter perspective. The incarnate God showed us personally in the Paschal ministry, mystery, in the cross and the empty tomb, how precious life is. In death, life is changed, not ended. For those willing to see it from his perspective and trust him to cherish and to protect us. To reveal himself to us now and in the end as our true friend and not as a stranger. We need that perspective. That's why we celebrate Easter and that's why we will gather week by week extending the celebration into eternity. For every Sunday is a little Easter and a time for Easter people to strengthen one another and to renew hope. So we can go back to the blender with our unique God's eye Easter perspective. Our hope and the hope of the world is in the risen Christ. It is a hope that can still change the world. But it is also a hope that transcends the world and this life. For as St. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, If for this life only we have hoped in Christ... We are of all people to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a human being, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a human being. The resurrection of the dead. For as all, in, all, in, all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, 
And then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom of God to the Father. After he has destroyed every ruler and every authority and every power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. And everything that brings death, and everything that looks like death, and everything that smells like death. For life in God's universe will always be victorious over death. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.